0: Um, last week I gave a talk on um, aversion and so to keep the sequence going I'm going to do tonight's talk will be on grasping. And for those of you who weren't here last week, um, as you would know is that grasping aversion um, and ignorance are considered to be the three characteristics that are like on a wheel, you know spinning um, and uh, creating the wheel of suffering and creating you know um, Angst in our life, do you know, and dissatisfaction, and they they come as a as a trio. Um, but to, well, what we're doing is looking at one each one individually. And uh, ignorance is really um, there's many ways in which you can understand it, but ignorance is considered to be the factor that gives rise to grasping and aversion, and, and it's ignorance of our true nature. Um, It doesn't matter where the the circle starts, really, but it's ignorance that we are just life as it is and we're not separated from it. And uh, once we start to um, be ignorant of that fact and we start to cling to a self-identity, the grasping and aversion arise, and then all of that going around together is a dynamic, keeps the whole process going. And so um, the word... Uh, in Pali is um, tanha and, and in Sanskrit is trishna and they, they both mean that's the tra- same word and they're, they're often translated as desire um, which gives the wrong understanding um, of what grasping is because it's, it's obvious in our life if we just look at it in a very common sense kind of way but there are healthy desires and unhealthy desires. Right? Um, cocaine might be considered an unhealthy desire. Right? Um, being obsessed with possessions or wealth or status could be seen as being an unhealthy kind of desire. But healthy desires are the desire to love someone. Um, the desire to get a good education, You know, to get a job where you can support yourself, to desire cultivating compassion and wisdom do you know they're all healthy desires so it's not desire in itself which is the problem or in the the western system do you know it's not eros which is the problem it's kind of like what we do with it and so desire grasping is uh it's not just desire but it's a it's a manner of desiring you know where there's a um, clinging involved in it, you know, a holding on, tightening on to things, Mm -hmm. rather than just letting life unfold and come and go. And so it's the manner in which we desire, not the desire itself which is the problem. Um, When you look at Buddhist psychology Mm -hmm. and this grasping, aversion, ignorance kind of pattern, it becomes clearer and clearer when you look at it that it's describing an addiction cycle. And if you you think of it in that way in modern psychological terms, you really get an idea of what the whole Buddhist psychology is about. So grasping is is addiction, addictive kind of behaviour. Only it's not only, um, from a Buddhist point of view, it's not only drugs, or alcohol, or gambling, or pornography, or things like that that we can become addicted to. Buddhism is looking at it in a much broader and much more subtle kind of way. So we can be addicted to status, and we can be addicted to popularity, and we can be addicted to possessions, and we can be addicted to relationships, and we can be addicted to opinions. Um, fixed ideas of the way we think the world should be or life should be and um, that's what runs our life and personally I think that that, that whole teaching of grasping and aversion is is very central to um, the way I understand my own life and my own dharma practice and what I'm looking at often and seeing where I'm holding on to something or having aversion and trying to Dissolve that in some kind of way and let go. And I really do believe if if that principle um, that we we grasp onto the things which are desirable and we have an aversion from the things that are undesirable, my strong belief is if we really brought that psychological principle into Western psychology as a sort of a core understanding of how humans operate, it would be quite transformative. Um, it would be quite impactful if that was a sort of a dominant way of human beings understanding um, their own behaviour. But I don't, it, it, it sort of part, partially comes in because in modern Western psychology we certainly see the suffering that comes from avoidance and aversion and, um, and a lot of therapies around helping people to face the aversion or the fears that they have, so it's very, very important. But to see the whole dynamic that the aversion is also driven by grasping is to get the whole picture. And all of that together is the ego structure that we talk about in in, in Buddhism. Um, there's a lovely quote here too to give the more of a Zen perspective on this um, by Shunyu... <laughs> Suzuki Roshi is simply <laughs> I'll let go of trying to pronounce his name. Renunciation is not giving up the things of the world, but accepting that they go away. Mm-hmm. Though, to give a, a Zen slant on this, a lot, a lot of traditional Buddhism can be seen to be very sort of anti-world or anti-emotion or whatever. But the Zen perspective is... Um, very human kind of perspective. So, like Suzuki Roshi says, it's not about giving up things. You know, it's okay to have relationships, it's like okay to fall in love, to have that kind of attachment, it's okay to have desire, but just remember at the end of the day, it all goes away. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Enjoy it while it's here, but it will all go away. And so it doesn't, as soon as you start to cling to something and hold on to it and tighten around it, well, there's suffering right there. But it doesn't mean, as as it's often interpreted, that means that you need to live a life that's um, aloof from the world and aloof from people and aloof from the things of the world. Because um, in my understanding of that, that's just another form of aversion. Mm -hmm that's saying, oh, all these things are dangerous or they're going to hurt me, so I'll you know, just be hands off. But that, by doing that you separate yourself from life. You know, my sense is the true Buddhist position and the Zen perspective as we see it is it's giving yourself entirely to this life, giving yourself over entirely to this moment, this relationship, mm-hmm, this experience, mm-hmm, without any grasping or clinging or fear that goes with it that um, it's not going to continue or not. Mm -hmm. You're just rolling from one moment into the next Mm -hmm. and um, that's a dharma life, giving yourself fully to each moment, not the standing back, Mm -hmm. just purely defensive. So our way of understanding dharma practice is that um, it's acknowledging in the very first place that we're all addicts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My name is Jeff, and I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> mm-hmm. we're, all, we're all addicts. That's where we all start from. And uh, it's okay because we're all like that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the antidote, of course, to put it in very simple language, is, is the practice of letting go. Letting go is, is, the, is the antidote or the opposite to grasping and clinging. And uh, if, we, if, if, our, if our life is one of constantly letting go into the next moment and the next moment, whatever it brings, uh, then our life will be free. But while forever we're, we're holding on and grasping, you can be sure that suffering will follow it.